We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to bramangarciabraun.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that, and the art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. And by bringing your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast and in class at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're gonna hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the Acting Podcast from the BGB studio. Hey everybody, it's Risa. And I am here at the BGB studio. And Steve and I are really excited to welcome you to this episode of the Acting Podcast entitled Finding Freedom and Power in Script Analysis. We're talking with three of our amazing master teachers, Kate Cohen, Sydney Walsh, and Corey Parker, about a different way to look at script analysis. So here's the thing. Script analysis is an often misunderstood term that can result in an actor, in you potentially robbing a scene of its art, by reducing it to mathematical calculations. We get that. And some actors love the idea of that, of script analysis, so that you can solve the scene and control it. And others of you sometimes abandon the idea of script analysis altogether because you may be afraid of adding any structure to your art, limiting your art. And the truth of script analysis, for us anyway, is much more interesting and dynamic and fluid than that. And so today, we're going to sit down and really talk about this wonderful dance between structure and fluidity in your preparation and how to use script analysis to find freedom and power in your work, how to bring your own voice, your point of view, your authority, your leadership, your investigation and curiosity and exploration to the script. Let's begin. This is 
an exciting podcast for Steve and me because you are our amazing teachers. And so I want to introduce everybody um, or have you introduce yourself. Hi, Steve. Oh, hi. Yes. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome. Um, so, Sydney? Hi, I'm Sydney Walsh, and um, I teach at PGB. Cool. Corey? I'm Corey Parker, and I also teach at BGB. Welcome, welcome, Kate. And I'm Kate Kahn. Same. I teach, I teach at BGB. <laughs> and, and you all do many other things as well, which is great. And you've been around um, a little while and, and are pretty wise about all this stuff. So um, let's dive into this conversation about this thing called script analysis. And uh, we were talking before we started the podcast about you know, there are myths about it. There are ideas that everybody has about it, that actors have about it, and fears about it and, and resistance to it. So anybody want to share anything about what that looks like or what that's your experience has been even in teaching or yourselves as actors? And, and perhaps we start the conversation with, like, underlining the very term script analysis like it it either it either makes someone think oh there is an answer for every script equals x so like tight tight structure without art or fluidity or which is appealing to some people or the artistic people who are like oh my god like i don't want to talk about quotients and formulas and like times tables or whatever so i'm not doing that right like this is some lecture well and, it feels and, like yeah it feels like you're in college that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and and also, it's it's neither of those things, at best. Yeah, um, I I think that one of the myths, maybe, or one of the pitfalls of calling it script analysis, is it feels incredibly technical and not part of some organic response to material that you are being either asked to audition for or be a part of, and. Um, it it lacks this the the this sentence script analysis or that those words lack artistry. It feels it feels super like there's some answer and you better solve this math equation or else you got it wrong. So um, I think that's that's one of the things, at least for me, that that it 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 sounds like it sounds like a a, a task, not a not something really adventurous and fun and and. Um, creative. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think the the myth is that this is a, a linear process, right? That that it's like um, preparing for some kind of college test, like you were saying. Um, and really, um, you know, I think when you start to gather the information just in terms of circumstances, right? The who, what, when, where, why. Um, I found that you know, actors can write all the answers down uh, to that stuff and still not know uh, what do I do with it? Like, what do I do? And ultimately, we're looking at um, finding choices that are actable and doable and finding information that's it's not for a test. It's actually for getting specific so you can live truthfully in the given circumstances. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Kate, do you have any thoughts about the word yeah, conversation. The whole conversation makes me anxious. I mean, I'll just be honest. I've uh, I have a BA in theater. I've studied at classical theater schools and many places, and I have always felt like I'm not doing enough with it, and I do it wrong. 
Um, and there's a right, I mean, and this is what I've been unpacking for years now, this feeling of I'm going to get caught not doing what I should be doing and they're going to find me out. <laughs> and that um, has caused me to sort of create my own pretty personal approach to it. Um, but it feels like as we have this conversation, I'm like, I just want to listen. <laughs> but also, um, I, in teaching newer or actors or um, emerging actors or even experienced actors, it has to come back to the story. And I think that how we feel the story come to life and feel real is different for everybody and different for every script and or character because sometimes they fit like a glove and it's effortless and sometimes it takes really coming at it with everything. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to speak yet. As the conversation continues, I'm sure I'll I'll feel and I've I've studied with all of you. And I would say all of you have a slightly different, well, very different approaches, actually, all getting to the same thing. I've sat in on your classes, Corey and Sydney, and I've studied with Steve and Risa. So it, to me, it's exciting and also like, whoa, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and I think like what we're getting at here is so there's this wild fluidity of an artistic process and 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 instinctive reactions in the moment and all that sort of beautiful stuff on the one hand. On the other hand, um, there is a structure of a scene, a structure of the industry, a structure of the self-tape process. And where do you marry those two? And, and how do you bring structure, which one one must do, to one's approach so that you can guide all that beautiful instinctive fluidity? And, uh, and, and there's so many traps in terms of, oh, that means there's a right or a wrong, or, oh, that means it's linear to Corey's point, like, or, or, or that means that this isn't creative to Sydney's point, right? Because it's one or the other, right? So, so I, I, and, and the other point that I'll add, I think is like, everyone has a structure, whether, whether they know it or not, like they're approaching their scenes a certain way. Um, and, and, and so I think if you, if you get two in the weeds on this is the way, and the only way, put it through this, the, these are the five things to do. That that maybe doesn't work for every nervous system or every person. But I think if, if you open up the focus just a little bit, then then there there is a technique, there are practices that one can use, tools one, one can use to get specific, to get to that place of fluidity. But there's so many traps in here for the mind to take over or for to someone to say like, oh my God, no, I'm not, not doing that, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm natural or like whatever whatever the answer is, you know? No, I love that. And, 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 you know, I, I find that, and you were saying this, Kate, that it, I, newer actors and even more experienced actors struggle with it. So I started a class yesterday, the uh, advanced audition masterclass. And first of all, what I loved was that everybody showed up ready to work and willing, right. And we've all talked about that, that, and for you, for actors out there, um, we're not going to give you the one, two, three formula. We're just going to talk about different ways in and in and that wonderful dance and marriage between fluidity, presence, and then on the other side, preparation. But what I found, and this is no criticism, it's it's just something that one of the reasons we're talking here is that some of the simplest questions, the most basic questions were not being asked. And I love to ask those questions and go deeper. What, what tell, say more, you know, he's my brother. What's your relationship? Uh, well, we're brother and sister. Well, you know, what, how's, what's your history? You know, et cetera, et cetera. How do you feel about each other right now versus 10 years? And, 
And I don't know, the script didn't tell me, you know? And so that to me is the exciting part of this is asking all of those questions. And what I found yesterday was as soon as the questions were asked, people really knew how to integrate those answers into their bodies and into their process, you know, and then also to come back to some basic things about listening to actually words people are saying to you, you know, listening to your heart, being willing to really sit there or stand there and, 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 uh, and listen, but I was excited by, and I want to say this to all actors listening or watching, you have this in you, you have the tools and what we want to be able to do. And we do this in class is to be able to offer you some ways in. And then once you have that, you have some mapping there, then you, you actually have the talent and the training, you know, many of you, um, you all have the talent, but, but you have the way if you're available and willing, uh, which is exciting. Um, yeah. I started a class yesterday too, Risa, um, audition script analysis. That's what it's called. And one of the things I love what you just said about, about having having access to stuff that you you as an actor, as a creative person, this is actually how you respond to questions like, well, how long have you known your brother? Like we know how to we know how to get in there and, and do that, even if we we are afraid to do that by ourselves or we're resistant to do that. And I suggested to everybody that instead of when they get the email for their for their next assignment, like pushing it away and 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 just getting to it like the day before class, why don't you open it, read it, and let that script work on you? Let it have an effect on you before you even sit down or or get up on your feet, which is how I like to work on things. Get up on your feet to start really addressing the script. Let the script just visit you through the week. Let it, let it percolate, let things happen. Let yourself have a response to it because as a creative person, you are going to, that's how you're wired. And then put notes in your phone or write them down on a piece of paper, whatever comes up just from that one reading, like what is happening and, and let yourself follow a sort of more impulsive and organic response rather than a strict structured, you know, this is the beginning, this is the middle, these are the beats, all that stuff, which can get incredibly daunting. And for me, really limiting. Um, so, yeah. 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 Oh, Corey, I, I, I want to ask you particularly about the who, when, what, where, why, et cetera, yeah. this first initial understanding. And also like Sid, it brings up such a great point um, that an analysis or an approach that one has when they first read the audition script or the sides or whatever, like the, the, the role that the resistance plays, the fear and the anxiety and how they approach or how deep they go, or do they go too deep to like, what's the breakfast cereal that the character ate because they're trying to control, like all of that can affect how one minds the script or allows the script to work on them. Corey, you had thoughts there, forgive me. Yeah, no, I, I really, um, I love that. And I, I feel like uh, there is a, in, in every stage of the work that we do uh, with, with the actors, there can be a tendency toward um, the perfectionism, right? And and the sense that there are shoulds, ways that you, it should be done or, you, or you're supposed to do it. And I think, you know, we've all sort of grown up in, in a society where that, that becomes um, pretty much the norm. So that's one of the things that I love about BGB is that we create um, spaces um, in the classes where the actors can feel safe enough to 
be asked these questions. And there is, I, I totally agree with Sid, there's, there's always that realization that um, the, the actor already has available to them this intuitive, creative uh, source. Um, and it's a real resource. And, and part of, I think, one of the, the myths is, is one that um, it separates the actor from, from just simply trusting in that, trusting that they're able to answer some of these questions. And I find, you know, in, in class, I started a new class yesterday also, yeah. is, is really just asking some of those questions and, and validating and supporting the answers because they're brilliant and they're, they're yours. They're, they're not mine. They're not anybody else's. It's your creativity. It's your voice. It's your imagination. And that's such a um, very important part of this, that script analysis or script breakdown is not <clears throat> giving all of your power away to this thing. It's actually meant to empower you and your ability to work on the material and find your way into the material and, and bring it to life. Okay, so I have a question for you. So I'm listening to this and I'm an actor and I'm going, yeah, but there's stuff in that script that can be unpacked or un sleuthed out or mined. And I don't know how to do it by myself. I don't know how to read it and find those answers or even know what questions to ask. So what do you guys say to that? I mean, I started training in script breakdown as a teenager with teachers from the actor's studio, and it was just the way that I learned. And even, you know, there was a point where I learned a very specific method, and there was a point where I um, grew up and became an adult, and I changed that method. I, I, I found my own way of doing it. And so I think it, it is sometimes helpful to learn some of the, if not rules, just some of the natural laws of the work, so that you can then break those as you find out what works for you. I mean, it, it's like anything else. If if someone doesn't know, um, have any idea how to do it, I mean, for, for me personally, that's what we're here for. You know, it's like, and I always feel like, give me, give me the hardest thing that you found, you know, the thing that really frightens you, you know, show up with me and let me see it and let me hear it. Because those solutions, those creative solutions are going to come out of the actor. They just will. And and yes, in the beginning, I'm going to be part of facilitating that. Um, but ideally, it's about empowering and teaching what some of these questions might be and, and how you can find your way in, even though, as Kate said, each audition is different, every scene is different. And we're always looking at how do I find my way into this piece? How do I find my way into this piece? We're not talking about this one thing that you must do and you must do right. It's it's morphous. It is fluid. And, and it's it's in a sense, it's alive. So, um, yeah, there's there's just. I always get a sense of possibility about that. Uh, can I? Yes. <clears throat> so it's interesting, as you were saying, and I learned this way, the the dancer in me was like, and then tell us exactly <laughs> what you learned and then how you've branched off of that, which you may or may not do here. But one of the things that has been um, really helpful for me is to realize that a lot of actors forget to just understand what's literally happening in the scene and or story because the fear and resistance has everyone going into some deep psychological, um, complicated explanation. And they forget like, 
oh, this is a first date. <laughs> or this is uh, a scene where a boss needs the employee to do a task in order to accomplish the goals. And instead, they we complicate it. And sometimes I find that the simplest truth, what is happening here? What is literally happening here? What is my relationship? What do I need? Can give me the more complicated, um, not complicated, the uh, the most fuel, because then my imagination is filling in and I'm not working hard in my head to understand um, more than I need to. Does that yeah. mean, am, am I? Yeah, I, I definitely that? think with, that's a great point. You know, with script analysis, it's, it's not, for me anyway, it's not going to be helpful to be in our heads when we step into the work. And and so that becomes, I think, one of the mysteries is how do you sort of step into this, this process of just looking for the clues in, in whatever sense you're looking for them, and then step into finding a choice that's, like you say, that's doable and actable, where I get to step into the moment. It, it never helps, from my experience, it never helps to, whether it's any technique, including script analysis, to take that stuff and hold it in your head while you're trying to do a scene, it's it just it's such a struggle. What like what I what I hear all three of you saying is, which is a wild philosophical notion, which is the structure is meant to facilitate fluidity, yeah. and and that you almost abandon that structure because the structure has supported you to get to that place. But once you're in the scene, you're 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 in it. But Sid, so just again, in as much as like you're the one explaining this to folks and, and and taking them through like how do you get i know you do it because all three of you were doing this like creating the structure but also leaving room for someone to to make that their own because it has to be etc but but how do you explain that to someone that yes here is the structure here are the questions you can ask but also it's meant to get to fluidity and also you have to make this yours so if you're being uh, given a script that and all scripts have a structure right they're on paper they, or they're in your phone, but I prefer you to print it out. <laughs> they're on paper. And um, and then there's the, the self-tape apparatus of your backdrop and your camera and your lighting and all the things that you can just rely on. Those things are there. You have those things. Then the next thing is to trust that. Just let that go. That's there. And, and then it is a, a, a sort of a, a leap of faith to jump in and swim around and see what else can happen with your given circumstances, like Kate is talking about, like we're on our first date, but then maybe asking questions like, but then what is that as if? What does that feel like to you? Do, you? do you like being on a first date? Does it make you sick to your stomach? To give yourself access to your opinion. So you have a point of view so that all of a sudden the scene starts to grow because you're not just in given circumstances and you're going to, you know, sort of by rote play those given, okay, I'm on a first date. Let me, let me talk now. Acting isn't talking, acting is living. So you are actually alive to whatever the things come up around that first date, whatever that is for you. And then also your sense of Maybe the stakes of something, maybe the, 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 I want this to work out. I really, I'm sick of going on first dates. I really want this. This is the one, this is the day I can't take it anymore. And the time is now, and I got to get this person to fall in love with me, etc. And then you're fighting for something. And all of a sudden you're on fire and things are starting to happen. And that is yours. 
That is your take on the material. You're John Hancock on the bottom of the script. This is how I see it. And I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens if I, if I get in there and fight for that. And then the other thing that can start to come into play is how you're doing right now in real life, like bringing your real life. You know, Mike Nichols says, bring your day on stage. What's happening to you right now? Include it, let it in, let that all in. People say all the time, oh God, I was so nervous when I was working on this. I was so, and I'm like, well, maybe so is the character. Maybe the character is feeling just like you're feeling. And what if you actually don't deny that, but include that? And so that all of a sudden the script takes off into this other place. And it becomes something that the writers and the producers and the director and the casting director are just so excited to see because they didn't know it could be like that. So Sid, so there's so there's a script I have. It's a first date. It's a rom-com, right? And I'm feeling like really anxious in my life, my day. I'm feeling sad and and just really down. And I just feel I just don't want to be on a first date. I don't want to be happy and you know, the character's written, she's perky and she's really excited and she's um, can't wait to go there. And I don't feel that. So what do I do with that? I would, I would play the truth. I would play, maybe you're supposed to be perky and excited to be there, but that, that really, truthfully, this is really how you are. And let's see what happens. And maybe that's hilarious. Maybe that's really funny. And and that you're not necessarily hitting some mark, like you're a gymnast trying to get a 10. You know, you're not a gymnast, you're a human being, and you're and you're trying to work through, not that gymnasts aren't human beings, I know they are, but that you're trying to work through your set of, you know, personal circumstances as they rub up against these given circumstances. So like they think I'm, maybe my date thinks I'm really, like they told him I'm really perky and I'm really upbeat and I'm a great person because I'm so positive and that's not where you're at today. So what if you actually include that? What if you bring that to the material and see what happens? Yeah, that's trust, trusting a lot there. You know, I also believe that based on what you guys are all saying, which I love, um, that if you open the valve and you feel something, whatever yeah. that is, you're now in a place of emotional access, yeah. ability, presence and allowance. And now anything could happen. You could actually get perky, you know, which we talked about a lot yesterday in class because everyone was coming in with the idea of behaviors. They yeah. were doing behaviors. It's like we talked we had to go backwards. Behavior comes from feeling yeah. need, pursuit of something, not getting it or getting it. Behavior doesn't come from, I am going to behave this way. Like you don't start with that. But again, those are notions that may need to be dispelled. But I love when the valve is open and there's an emotional access and anything is possible based on what you guys are saying. Yeah, Kate. Well, and along those lines, one thing I'm always reminded, I, I write, I write, I, I'm, I'm bumping up against structure and script analysis on a daily basis. Nothing in any script is a throwaway. Nothing in there. There's 30, 60, 90, 110 pages, and everything is carefully in there for a reason. And even if you can't figure out what that reason is, you try. But let's say you can't and you're on that date. You have you can know that the characters need something out of that, want it. And that alone, and the quote unquote fear that you might not know how to play this scene and that you're gonna show up and be present on this quote unquote first date with your nerves as an actor in reality or the bad day that you've had, 
and try to get that date to go right and get what you want from the other person in the relationship because let's say you don't have the whole script uh chances are there's not a date in the scene for no reason i mean in the script for no reason and you fill it in with your own and talking about opening the valve we practice presence at the studio and i believe and have experienced and see if you show up honestly, truthfully from where you are and jump into the circumstances of the scene, you will be changed. You will be allowing change because more tr honesty begets more honesty. So if I feel like shit, but I've got to get, I've got to have a first date, <laughs> I can, and by the way, I do this in life. When I've <laughs> got to show up to something and I don't feel up to it, I put it on. Yeah. And it might creep out and it might, I might in my head go, I hope they're buying it. I don't know if they are. Like all of those thoughts are actually the thoughts of the character and no one gets to read our minds. And it's something it took me a really long time to understand. No one knows what my thoughts are. And I get to fill in all those blanks with my truth. And then more truth begets more truth in the circumstances of the scene. So yeah, so, I love that. It's funny. One second. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. And it is funny when that yeah. happens. Um, and that's, you know, people, how do you, you know, how do you be funny? It's, you know, when the stakes are high and the circumstances affect you in a real way and you have a really strong point of view and a need. And another thing, and I just don't want to, and, and I want to do, I want to get back to the who, what, when, what, where circumstances and all those things that really are important. And like when you said, Kate, nothing is a throwaway it's important to read it and start to see how that affects you and make those decisions and also if you are showing up and really listening in the scene like and you know i want something even if it's like i don't want to be here i want to go home but i promised my best friend that i would show up so there still has to be something that keeps you in the scene right what are you pursuing what do you want what do you need what why are you still here why don't you walk out the door the writer kept you here in the scene so know that and that's such a great grounding tool and then to listen wholeheartedly to another human being talking to you and let them affect you and then what you want may change but but like that's active participation in the evolution of a story a scene a relationship and the circumstances and trusting that and so many actors and 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 it's something that is such a quick shift but a ne necessary one and often i see it in self tapes and in the room and 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 um in class forgetting to really show up with need pursuit of something and also wholehearted listening which may not seem like script analysis but how do you allow the script to affect you and be alive in you if you're not available to it and you don't know what you want and you don't believe you can get what you want you know so Corey, what were you going to say well another aspect of the script analysis and why it's why we even do it um, I think is that the the text is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, of what's what's been written of the story of the script of the scene. And so, you know, there are plenty of times where an actor memorizes the words and then acts the words that they're saying. And because TV and film are visual mediums, we learn so much about what's underneath the tip of the iceberg in behavior like you were talking about and so you know that's where you start to ask those questions well what is beneath the text and and you start asking about you know, what's your relationship to this person what's your relationship to yourself to this place to 
to your sense of time of what what you want you know so there's all of this life that's revealed visually on on tv and and in film that you're just not going to get to without understanding that the text as powerful and necessary as it is is really only the tip of the storytelling you know sam shepherd said this the script is the blueprint for the actor um and and so it's i mean ingmar bergman said that the script that he writes is the skeleton um it's only the skeleton and and so the learning the text and acting the words that we're saying is is really um very limiting because all you're going to see visually is the same behavior that matches the words that are being said you don't see anything else going on and that's what becomes so compelling is to say oh wait a second something else is going on here this person's saying one thing but there's something else happening between these two people and you you start you know exploring and and making discoveries about what that might be and so that's that's another um uh, one one path i mean there are many paths to that but one of them is is just breaking it down and starting to ask questions that that connection though that like even as you were asking those questions um i could feel in my own nervous system that understanding this understanding up here the answers to the question or even asking and living in the question reveals different emotional colors so again it's like it's that path it's the analysis that leads one to a deeper emotional connection or different emotional layers or colors um, within that circumstance so it's like the understanding leads to presence and listening and connection. It's almost like it, it, it loosens up your brain a little bit to, to be affected. Um, yeah, I kind of think of it like um, you're, uh, it's before a boxing match and you're in your dressing room and you're just asking, what do I need to know? Is there anything I need to know before I get into the ring? You know, there's always that sense of I'm, I'm going to do something. The goal is to do, it's to get in and bring this thing to life. And so the script analysis is just a process by which we can't, we may use our brain. We, we may ask these questions. We can do it in a way that turns us on creatively. There's not any one right way to do it, but ultimately it's that shifting of the gears into the doing that's so important. And without that shift, that's, I think, where, where sometimes it can become sort of overwhelming and alienating. Like, how do you, how do I get into this analysis? and then get out of it, you know? Well, I can't carry all that, that luggage with me. I wonder if calling it exploration might be more inviting, you know, rather than calling it script analysis. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, th yeah. there's, there's a finality to it of like, okay, so we've analyzed, great. Yeah, but exploration is sort of a, a lovely endless process. And if you're working on something long-term, let's say you're really lucky and you book a TV series and you're playing a character every week and you're, you know, you're working every single day, you have to find a way to invest and commit to that person's life over and over and over again and really let yourself expand and explore all the possibilities. And so staying in exploration and never finalizing anything, but really having the, the, I guess, the courage to live moment to moment under imaginary circumstances. And then also just to go back to this idea of the partner that listening and, and responding and all of that, but that your partner constantly makes you who you are in real time, that your partner is constantly changing and affecting you. And letting that in is such a lovely relief as an actor, like I don't really have to do very much at all if I'm super connected to my partner because I'm just gonna respond. And I'm gonna have 
an authentic response if I'm really present. Question to you about that. And then Kate, sorry, I did I, I just because no. I want to challenge some of this just as people may be thinking. Yeah, but I have terrible scene partners. You know, my family who reads with me, they're accountants. And when I go on one of those apps or whatever, those people are not really great actors or they're do, not doing what I want them to do. And I'm afraid to ask them to do what I want them to do. So I don't, I, how do I get affected? I know we're, we're diverting a little bit from the analysis of it, but in this exploration, in this pr processing of material that's in front of us, and, and we're talking so much about showing up in real time, how do I then, uh, make that work with somebody who's not giving me what I really want. You got to blame them. You got to go after them. You got to activate it. You got to you got to play something else to get them to have a response. You could spend the entire time trying to get a response out of them because yes, there's many times that your reader and no offense to readers who are asked to do this in casting, but you know, that's not necessarily what they do every day and they they're just, you know, they're doing everyone a favor by sitting there in a chair and reading for actors. Um, but it's great. I mean, Steve, you have that wonderful thing. I love that thing you say, the gift of a of a bad reader. I mean, it is a, in a way a gift because you it can get you super activated. It can give you permission to play all kinds of of tactics to get somebody to respond to you, to get a, a response out of them, any response. And maybe that's not how you thought you were going to play the scene but then great you're out of your head and you're playing something that that's impulsive and you're not you're not thinking you're you're doing like Corey said you're doing you're in the doing the reality of doing thoughts kate yeah go ahead yeah i mean i i feel like um i was thinking the same thing Risa. like okay practical i'm getting sides and i have to do this how do i make it work and how do i bring it to life and you know there's for me i ask questions about what's going on until it activates in me this is just me something that comes to life and goes i know that that i know that part of that can get me in and can make it feel like i'm really this is really happening for me and it's different every time but it could be the oh that's my sister i have five so i can <laughs> i can search and trust that oh if this is the relationship of sister and this is what's going on and then it's then i um have it, you know you can call it personalization you can call it what you want but it's it's a little more fluid now for me than like what is the event in my life that this you know it used to feel like a test that i had to do now i'm like maybe it's that maybe it's um this person feels like they're not being heard and they want it they want them to be heard I can play that till the cows come home because that is an experience I'm really familiar with. So suddenly I want them to hear me. Now, yes, a bad reader can help me in that case, but I have a, another thing that has worked for me in rooms, in person, and on the self-tape, which is an adjustment I made in my mind, which is this whole thing is make-believe. We're never really going to believe we're on a first date. We're never really, the walls don't come down. And I'm telling you, newer actors, I think, think to be connected and be in a scene, you actually, the walls come down and you fully believe that this is happening. And I'm like, that's would be like mental, un, not well, <laughs> if you actually thought it was happening. 
But it's the whole thing. If you have faith that it's imagination and trust in your, the creative spirit or whatever, you, the magic of acting, whatever you want to call it, that person over there, if I need to be in love with them, I can endow them, imbue them, whatever the word is, with all that I need to fall in love with them in the scene, even if they're looking down at a paper the entire time. Because that's also my imagination. So I suddenly, that reader who can't look up <laughs> is someone that I love. And maybe they're not looking at me, but I, I, so it's gotten, and again, in the experimentation of it and having to walk into a room or turn on my recorder and I only have someone for 10 minutes, uh, how do I get there? And so I think, um, yeah, that it's, there's a little bit of a, and yes, I want to know, is this scene a, maybe a transitional scene where there's just some exposition coming out to get us between a big scene and another scene because I'm going in for a co-star or a one-day guest star? I need to know that. The scene is not about me. The scene is about the leads, and therefore I'm not going to have 14 big moments in this one-page scene. I understand that because I understand that not every scene is the climax of a script. And what is the purpose of this scene? Oh, I can tell we're moving from one place to another and exposition is coming out. They're asking me to audition for this to see if I can handle three giant paragraphs of, you know, tech stuff. So make it about what's what, what, what needs to happen in this scene. I need to tell this person this so that they can do their job. Time is of the essence and I've got to go. Therefore, I will give myself you know, the feeling of walking, even though I can't walk and we're on, you know what I mean? And then the behavior comes out of, I don't have a lot of time to tell this person. So yes, I'm doing both, but always, oh, and that's to make sure I feel like it's really happening, not to prove to the people watching on the other end that this is really happening, but for me, they're not testing me. They just want, they want it, all of this to be the answer, as you've always said, Risa. So I'm coming in to give my answer to the scene and how I think it goes. And if I'm acting well, they'll adjust. They yeah, don't need to the, see. Sorry. Um, yeah. One of the things that, one of the first things you were saying um, about, about asking the questions until you find where it clicks, where it starts to, that to me is script analysis. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. And even though you say you don't really have a way of working, I think you do secretly. And it's really, you know, it's your way. And that's ultimately what we're all looking for. Someone's looking for, you know, a overall objective. Someone's looking for their scene objective. Someone's looking for their actions. There's all different things about what is it that's going to serve you? And there's an actress that I, I coach who was on Broadway most of last year, but before that she was in a sitcom and before that she was in a uh, a short series. And, and so every piece is different and we've got to break down, like Sid was saying, every single script in the life of this character. So for me, one of the things that happens is what you might call a uh, an overall objective or a super objective, which is simply what is this character in pursuit of from beginning to the end? Because I think everything that we work on, every scene, every script that we work on is built around human beings in pursuit of something. And so when you get, whether you get a, a, a co-star, whether you get a guest star, a recurring, a series regular, whatever you're working on, whatever you're breaking down, if you if, if it helps you to ask that question, what is this person in, 
in pursuit of? Are they in pursuit of unconditional love? Are they in pursuit of having power over their life? Are they in pursuit of getting respect that they that they never got? What what is it that that's driving them? Because we can look out the window and see all around. I mean, I tell people in class, everyone's passion for acting, their pursuit of acting. Their character has that for something else. It's the same thing. It brings stakes, it brings urgency, and it has meaning to them. And that's one thing that I loved about what you said, which is that you you find that moment where it has meaning to you. And that's ultimately what we're looking for. That's my my belief. Yeah, yeah. that's so great. That's so great. Because because I think, and, and, and it's taken you a while maybe, Kate, to find that process and teach that process um, and trust that process. and And... And yet, this is what you, you started talking about early, Sid, about like, and st I know, Corey, you said that the first hour that you have the script, you walk around and be in a place of imagination and discovery and, and, and evolution and all possibility. And that's when the work is fun. And so it's like trusting that, like, and asking the questions and, and seeing where it affects you and making those connections for yourself and getting specific and making, seeing what, you know, activates you and makes you come alive and trusting that, I mean, and really trusting that time and, and everyone's got that hour, wherever you are, you know, to be able to find that place where you can go, oh yeah, I I, I feel that connection to that material because I understand that there's something bigger that this person wants. And sometimes, Corey, like you can't play, you know, I want respect, right? That's a hard thing to play, but it's it, that's why it's called super objective. If you go back to, you know, classic or Stanislavski kind of terms. And then you can get pointier into, and what do I need right now in this story? Right. right? What do I want? What does respect look like? What does it look yeah. like? If, 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 if I can, if I can see it in my partner, whatever that is, whatever respect looks like in, ter in terms of the senior in, like I, I will be able to see it because I'll recognize in my partner that they are really whatever. They're doing something that's making me feel different in the moment and then things change again yeah but I yeah go ahead Kate go ahead please are you sure I think the thing that really um was the change for me with all of this after learning it five different ways was that no one ever asks you about it and no one talks about it on set it's your work that you do and no one so you're not going to be tested the the you might not even know what the writer intended because you either it's not quite clear to you you didn't get the whole script you find it you make your own that makes sense to you as you track that character and know that if and this is what i believe if you're acting well and you're right for the part and you did it you guessed wrong those people will work with you until they tell you what it is they want it to be. So, but if you go, I'm going to do this the th way that I think is right, and my head has decided it, you show a nice scene, but it isn't personal and it doesn't mean anything to you because you tried to give them what they wanted. And then you never, they have nice actor, good actor comes back as opposed to <laughs> you get the job. So, and I had that a long time because I was trying to get it right. But then when I finally said, oh, wait, there is no right. There's just my best guess at what it, the intention is mixed with what makes sense to me that I can grasp onto. And then that I get to play and no one's going to get, I don't get in trouble for that, even if yeah. it's wrong. And, so, and I think, oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. I think, I think part of it for me is it, it's an important point, I think, for 
for actors in in terms of where they're at with their auditioning and with their work is when we walk into the audition and try to get it right or do what we think we're supposed to do, we're giving our power away. We're walking into the room or or, or entering the audition um, from a standpoint of I'm giving my power away right now, and, which is a very different place from where we actually give ourselves the space to take our power back in whatever way that that feels like that's that's possible for us to be selfish enough to say, wait a second, who am I here? You know, what do I want to do here? What's what's my motive even for this audition? I think motive can be important. You know, what am I really doing this for? What do I want? What do I want to get out of this at where I actually get to be selfish enough instead of giving all my power away to actually be selfish? Because for me, it's it translates not only into the actor, but also into the character, because every scene that we'll ever work on has conflict running through it. And to me, that conflict looks like a tug of war, ideally, right, where each character is pulling to get pulling the rope to get their side to win. And so if you're never going to win, if you're giving your power away, you're never going to win the scene or or actually serve the scene or serve that conflict or step into the confrontation that's that's necessary for the scene. If we're giving all of our power away, making ourselves small and just trying to get, you know, to, to please. So it, it and, and that's vulnerable. I think it's vulnerable to let ourselves say, you know what, I am going to be selfish enough to say, I love this work. I want to step in. I want to share what it's like when I do what I love. I want people to see what it's like when I do what I love doing instead of trying to please them and making myself small. And I do think that if you're going to work in script exploration, that maybe the first thing that might occur to you is this is an opportunity for me to step into my power instead of. This is an opportunity for me to follow a bunch of rules and try and get it right, like Kate, you're talking about. So that, you know, what Risa was saying yesterday in class happened, and it happened in my class, and I'm sure it happened in yours, Corey, is that when an actor is given the opportunity to start working on something, they start working on it. They know how to work on it. It might not be a conscious act. It's 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 an incredibly intuitive, impulsive, and creative act. And so if you're being invited into a, a room or a Zoom room or to make a self-tape, you are actually being given an opportunity to step into the power that you already have. And so why don't we choose that over all this other stuff, which is a distraction. And also back to the structure idea, Steve, the idea that structure is the ultimate goal. We want to give them the structure that they're looking for. God knows how we know what that is, right? And so... What happens if you just say fuck it? I'm going to I'm going to jump in here and find myself in this world. And and what is that? And how do I how do I bring this and offer it and and give them something that they can't forget? Whether you book it or not, you are in your process and you will eventually book work with that because there's not that's irresistible. There's nothing better than that. That's what we like to watch. Yeah. And I, I wonder whether like I, I wonder whether a script analysis is just that like understanding like it is a tool of empowerment but i think and this is where the sort of personal tailored nature of it comes in is if you have a, a sense of where your resistance may come up or where maybe certain struggles may come up in and around certain feelings or blocks or whatever you can actually and particularly when guided by people who have a great understanding of this kind of stuff like you all 
um, you know, you can actually come up with a, a, a practice, a structure analysis that accounts for all of that, that allows you, actually pushes you to that place, which is really cool. And I, I like, I, I think what I'm hearing is, and it, this is where this gets really tricky because someone shows up maybe new to the business or maybe someone who, who has gone through a period of the last four years or the last year mm. or whatever that's been tough and haven't worked. And the mind says, oh my God, there must be a way, give me the way. And they show up to class saying, okay, give me the steps, let's do it. And and everything we're saying here is yes. And also <laughs> we're gonna have to get to place of, of, of fluidity. There's this Buddhist Taoist story of the master Matzo and the disciple asks Matzo, why do you teach that the mind is Buddha? And Matzo says, to stop a baby from crying. And the disciple says, what do you do when the baby stops crying? Matzo says, I teach no mind, no Buddha. The idea is that your desire to get this right and to book is the baby crying. They're suffering. Give me the answer, right? And as soon as that calms a little bit because your mind says, ah, okay, there's things I can do. Thank God we start here and do this. Then all of a sudden we say, ah, but that structure is actually not as interesting as the fluidity. So let's start playing. Um, and I know that's what each of you is offering in your classes, which is really exciting. And I yeah. also want to say, because I'm sitting here and I'm going, yeah. And also in class yesterday, I had actors bring in, it was a first class, something that they're that they're typecast in or they're always cast in, whether they like it or not. And what I found was there was a lot of struggle in a great way in in forgetting what they what what some of the basic stuff is. And I want to just identify some of that basic stuff. For example, one actor came in and did a scene and and I asked him after he did it, which I sort of knew the answer to, but he, he, lovely, lovely work. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I am telling them that they are full of shit and and they're not going to win and and they're fucking up. And it, if they don't do this, you know, yada, yada. And so I said, great. What do you want from them? Just the basic. What do you want? He goes, uh, well, I want them to be different. I go, well, do you believe that's possible? Uh, not really. I said, so why is the scene here? What, what, why are you, what are you pursuing? And we just got back to pursuit. And I said, what if you believed, even though the well is dry, like, and there's no water in there and it's not going to rain for six months. What if you believed that you could change them? And even if you believed you probably can't, that you desperately need to change them or one of them, pick which one. And, and he went, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I said, now, why do you need to change them for you? And he had an answer. And then he did the scene again. And it was such a, like, and he's an actor who's been around a while. He's worked and, you know, has a career. And everything changed. It was dramatic. Because now he was fighting for something. Now he was in pursuit of something that he desperately needed, believed he could get maybe, I said, I said 10%, 5%, 20%. You think you can get it? And then he said, oh, I really want to do it again and, and, and want it even more. I said, we're not going to do it right now, but yeah. And it was like, it was a huge shift from calling these guys assholes and annihilating them for three minutes to really fighting for digging for finding a way in to and I know that's such a basic thing but but we have to come back to and it and it speaks to all of our own personal stuff because his decision as to why he needed this for himself was his own and somebody else doing that scene might have a very different version of it but I loved that he could then personalize it specify it pursue it believe it 
be afraid that it might not, ha- you know, it might not happen, but fight, do it anyway. <clears throat> so now emotional stuff was coming up for him because it was desperate. And I, and like, and he said afterwards, he goes, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't even prepare that way. I forgot. And I think some of what we're doing in class and in the work that we do is to remind everybody of what they know, but start to get pointy about this stuff. Do you know? And I, and, 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 and it's, it's so important to, yes, to bring us back to our power, but how do we do that? I don't want, I heard an actor say recently, I'm five feet tall. I'm a certain age. People keep bringing him in for these powerhouse women. I don't know why. I'm just this sweet little person. And I don't, and I, so that needed a lot of, and finally, like, what, where is your power in this? What, where, where can you step into this? Where can you take ownership of that? Or if you can't, don't do those roles. Don't, don't, don't even read for those parts. But it, she started to shift and then it came back to, oh, this is my version of power. This is yeah. my version of stepping into a sense of knowing wisdom, authority, right? And also all the fragile, wonderful fear, anxiety stuff that's there as a human being. And, and she said, oh, I, I, I think I can do it differently now. But we had to have that conversation. I just wonder how that resonates. But that's you. so like, to me, what I hear you saying, which I love so much is really what we're talking about with script analysis is really offering to each actor who's interested that you are looking to find your version of script analysis. It's not the thing that you have to get right. It's it's helping you to find your version, which is the same as every other, anything other that we 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 work on with as, as actors. It's like finding your way into the scene, finding your version of, of the work. And so it's it's the same with with the script analysis. It's not this thing that you have to, you know, get it right or pass the test. It's it's helping you to find your version. And which is Kate has been talking about, you know, so, so clearly. And and it's just it's been a wonderful example just just to hear um, Kate talk about that. It really makes a lot of sense. It 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 shuts the distance between you and that work. It brings it so much closer and makes it more available to you that you're looking for your own technique. You're looking to find how it works for you. And still asking some basic questions. The who, what, when, where, how, why of it, you know, I love this, um, the idea of how are you serving the story? I don't know who said that just minutes ago, but I always like look at that because, you know, you're there to be a guest star for one day and you're playing a scene opposite the lead of the show who's been there for seven years, right? Now, if you know that you're there to help her find her meaning in in life, and you may not know that because you didn't read the whole season you know, and the scripts are private, but you know that this, listen to what she's saying, know what her words are, know what she's pursuing in it, know that she is the star of the show. And this scene was written by somebody to help facilitate that. Then your need in the scene can be so much about getting her to give you, uh, like, I need her to help me find my way back to yada yada. Because if she can do that, she's actually in pursuit of her bigger super objective. And I can have, and so I can define my need for myself and also in service of why I'm probably here written into this scene in the first place. And that's really freeing. And that can be a heady thing. But also once you know that, you can go, oh, now I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not 
I'm in a scene with the star of the show. Oh my God. It's like, I, I, I'm here to help her on her journey or her or hinder her journey. Yeah. You're in a story. You're a part of the story. And, and I think coming back to that, knowing what your part is in the story, you know, in the larger story and in your own story is important. And to ask those questions and go deeper in the questions and peel the onion until, as you said, Kate, like, oh, now it's right. I get it. Like, this is this is mine now. I get that. But yeah, I think you've, you've got to start asking those questions and really living in the imaginative, creative space of of what those questions activate in you. You know, and that's and the basic questions. Like, again, I, I think when when as kids, all of this, I mean, I see it in my four-year-old, my nine-year-old, that the basics of play. Okay, you're the pirate. Yeah. Okay, great, done. Like sold, that's <laughs> what is. And, you know, and the exploration, unmitigated, limitless, right? Yeah. But then we meet the industry and then the healthcare and then the rent payment. And how could those basic questions possibly be the answer? except for the fact, says the mind, right? Except for the fact that they are, right? Yeah, go ahead, Kate, thoughts? Uh, no, no, I have a, a someone knocking a child uh, for just 10 um, seconds uh, to just Yeah, so, you know, I, I think manage, and, and this is where structure comes in, right? This is where, regardless of where you're at in your head or, you know, your your booking ratio for, you know, that month or whatever else, let's come back to the basics of a structure that yes, malleable, it can move, it can bend, it can, it can burn down if it needs to, if it doesn't serve. But let's come back to that, that structure of, of an exploration, to use your word, Sydney, that allows us to, to, to dive in. Yeah. And I, and I like, like Sydney, I like walking with it. I like walking around the room mm. with, with material. And, and I like, you know, I think there's a conscious decision to be made there when you get an audition and you have the breakdown that before you, either before you read it or right after you read it, that you, you really decide for yourself, am I, am I going to try to, you know, do this as fast as I can and do what I'm supposed to do and get it out there and, or am I going to actually breathe and include my creativity and my imagination? And so if you make that that second choice there and you start to read the scene again and, and start to walk around the room and read read it out loud, like all the roles and all the stage, and just listen to it and, and read it again and, and just start the questions start to come already like what is happening with these human beings what are they doing here with each other and why why was this scene written and and you start to take part in it you can literally give yourself permission to just start to step in i'm in this thing i'm talking to you and you're talking and you're saying this thing to me now you can allow the experiential aspect of acting you don't have to wait you can start to use your imagination i mean even as a teacher or a coach you can do that sometimes you know if someone's stuck on something and okay let me, let me look at it and just place myself into it and and start to see how this might this might work okay yeah yeah it, we can do this you know it's just it's letting yourself explore. It's letting yourself, I mean, you know, the 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 old teachers would talk about that the first time you read a play, just see how it feels to read the play, right? And 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 Yale Drama talks about reading the play five times, right? For, but with that same 
first time, just let just just feel it. Don't don't think yet about all the stuff you're gonna do. Just take it in. Just breathe it in and, and walk around with it and, and let yourself start to find your way into this peace. Yeah, and I think one one of the other things that I would love your thoughts on this. You know, we get into the somebody brought in a scene recently that was like a I always get cast in these scenes, um, being some like, you know, superhero woman in crazy circumstances and i don't and and then and i'm supposed to play and i feel like i'm playing at it right and I've, I've heard that quite a bit or i'm doing this procedural where I'm, I'm always the lawyer i'm always asked to be the thing and i'm always interrogating and i and i don't know like so i'm playing at the, they're playing at the the world you know or the role they wear the suit a lot of focus is on 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 behavior and an outfit and uh and attitude um, and they forget to come back to story. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are when those kinds of things come up. Because to me, I see that they come up so often, especially when the world is challenging or the role is feels like, you know, small and, and closed in. I, I think there are a number of ways, I mean, probably infinite ways that you could deal with that. But I know for me, you know, I'm going to say something and it's going to sound kind of woo woo. But one of my first teachers taught me this, which she said, the universe brings you the scene that's in front of you. For a reason. So whatever the scene is, it's your class scene, it's your audition. And when people get stuck. And I tell them that the, the, whether you believe it or not, this scene is being brought to you for a reason right now to, for you to work on it. And suddenly you go, oh, OK, wait. All right. Uh, now? Yes. Right. Let's work on it. It just it, the, the shell falls away and suddenly this becomes very relevant. And it becomes, you know, Joanne Woodward had that quote about with acting, you can bring change to something that you cannot necessarily bring change to in real life. Yeah. And so the acting becomes the the way into to to that world yeah and, and i wonder i wonder if sorry kate if i no. wonder i if that actor who is saying i'm playing at this i'm playing at being a superhero i'm playing at being this super articulate lawyer well so maybe the character feels that too and what happens if you start to include that vulnerability in the lawyer slash superhero and all of a sudden that person is now a person with a huge inner life that is afraid. I, I Every time I get in front of a court or, or whoever I have to talk to, I'm scared because so much is at stake and everything hinges on what I say right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all of a sudden you're alive again. Uh, well, I was basically going to say this as similar thing to Sydney's. I love the question and it lives in me. Why is this in my life right now? Yeah. It's something that I ask all the time. I'm like, this was given to me for some reason, right here, right now, my life and art, art in my life, like it, it's, there's a reason artistically, and I can find meaning in the simplest audition that way. And it no longer becomes, I'm trying to get a job, but like, this is for me to practice my power. This is for me to have, a, have fun today. This is for me to say, fuck it, whatever that may be. But in terms of exactly what you said about this, these worlds, I have two uh, examples. Um, I've always had this feeling, uh, like I've wanted to play a detective and a cop and I always feel like I'm playing at it. And I was in class with Steve one time and I was doing this scene and there was a lot of world of drug dealers in another country. 
and a lot of information about what we needed to do. And I just was like, I feel like I'm saying words and I know I'm supposed to care, but like, I, I can't even quite track this very complicated world and who's the bad guys and good guys. And Steve's answer to that was, because he knew I had children, there are children at risk. Whatever's happening, there are children's lives at stake if you don't solve this case. And I was like, oh, I'm in. All I know now is I need that person, my scene partner, to solve this case right now before the kids die. And I like I get emotional right now. That kind of specificity of your own experience, point of view, and life infused into the circumstances of the world make it come to life immediately without having to necessarily paint every detail of it. Love just, that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the other one is I play a lot of women in suits. I've never worn a suit for a job in my life. And they keep, I just keep getting the deep voice. You look good in a suit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to do it, but there's a part of me that used to feel like I'm lying because I'm, I'm, you know, and I'll, I've had enough therapy to know that like stepping into my power is the work that I'm doing. And these parts come to me and I've constantly am reminded that that lawyer who's arguing the case of their life or, or lost three cases before I make up those circumstances to make it important to me, this one matters. And she is as nervous as I feel, yes. but she does not want anyone to see that or she will not win the fucking case. So I can be as nervous as I want. And out of that nervousness, how do I behave so that they think I'm a powerful lawyer, which is ex now suddenly I have behavior. I know what I'm fighting for. I'm checking to make sure they're hearing me properly and I'm in. But it takes that, like Sydney said, putting yourself and where you are at instead of like, I've got to get my nervousness away from me, get rid of it so I can be some idea of a lawyer. Yeah, love that. And, and Kate, like both of both of those examples, and I think this is what, what everyone is saying here, is like the analysis, the exploration, the questions are not meant to get to an answer, but meant to get you to that place of ignition, of like woof, sinking in. There, now we start, right? Like th that's where we get to, which is really exciting. And, and as- and, and and as right and even as you're saying it like we feel it a hundred percent right so so then you know as we have a deeper understanding of what script analysis is what it is not etc how to best use it how to integrate maybe the next step of it like so my experience is that when you tell someone okay so these are some steps have a full understanding of the world of your play like know what the relationship is make everything specific know what you want from the person actively pursue it whatever but it's one thing to, to know it intellectually. It's another thing over the course of actual fucking years to integrate it, to practice it consistently. So you get to know your instrument so well that you know that that choice or this choice might hit you kind of in this region, you know, without without telegraphing things. But um, what are your suggestions on the practical integration of a, of a clear sense of any script analysis so that you can get to a place of mastery with all this. You can get to the place of letting it go, of making it your own. I think you have to internalize those questions so that they're just second nature on some level. I think that there has to be, it's like, remember when you were little and they made you learn your times tables? I still know my times tables. And I think that we're really good as, as you know, creative people to, to you know, 
step into, okay, I got to know a few things. I got to know, I got to know how to, you know, work. I know how I, I sorry, I got to know how to uh, work the computer enough that I can submit something. So I have to know these questions. I have to sort of take a, a, a mental photograph and put them in me so that every time I work on something, I'm not, oh, what are those questions? I'm, I know those questions. And then you, then you have access to the freedom of all this other stuff where you're really going deeper, 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 deeper so that other questions get asked. And you are in a practice that you are always working in this way, no matter what amount of time they give you to work on something, you're not reaching for the script to memorize it. You're reaching for the script to unite yourself with it, to find your way into that united front that you and the script are going to have in the room or on the Zoom or in the self-tape where you can bring your specificity and your real life and the script life and all of those things in a in a really beautiful offering. Yeah, for me, I mean, in, in when I teach in class, which I'm continually using script analysis in class, I don't stop and say, we're doing script analysis now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, we're working on a script and I say, okay, do you see this? What do you think about that? Or look at this, what do you think about that? We look for a moment, we look for a few moments at, at and find, particularly for that actor, what the meaning is or what pops for that person or what what stimulates their imagination. And suddenly we go back into the work, into the doing, into the scene. So I'm constantly bringing it up in a sense where it's like, here it is, look at this thing, everybody, and let's look at this. What do you think about it? How does it hit you? And it goes, well, it hits me like this, great. Let's go back in, you know? And and, and suddenly you, you have something that makes sense to them. We see that it came from working on the material, but we're, I'm not, I'm not, putting a, a frame around it saying now we're doing you know it, it has to be practical and i'll say this as well to me it really does come down to habits like our work habits and so you know we're sometimes actors show up and they have habits from previous classes that are sometimes harming them it's 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 hurting them you know just just memories of things that they learned that devalued them in the process. And so, you know, it's it's this constant thing of of uh, creating new work habits, new habits of working. How do you approach the audition? How do you approach the self-tape? How do you approach getting a script? How do you approach looking at the breakdown, creating a way of working that is, it's practical, it's personal, and it's full of possibility. And so joy. Yeah, joy. Joy. Yeah. And, um, and so yeah. you, you have to undo sometimes. People are bringing, like Risa said, people are bringing in, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck in this place. And it's like, well, if you're willing to get unstuck, if you're willing to look for a solution, we will find it. There's no question about it. Not just because, you know, we're teachers and, and, and I think we're good teachers, but because the material the material is so magical. You know, we don't spend three hours in class just teachers talking. We we work on material, on scripts, on scenes, on the work of writers, and something happens. There's an alchemy, I think, that happens when you bring this work to the material and the actors get in and bring this thing to life. And by the time you come out the other end of it, they're more alive. They're they're more present. They're more themselves. And so it's this constant creating of habits that serve them. And I encourage actors to ask themselves 
all the time. Does this serve me? If they get stuck, if they get scared, you know, if they if something an old teacher said keeps popping up, does this serve me? Because you have agency as an actor to let go whatever it's time to let go of and to choose instead the stuff that does serve you. And that may change from every scene and every piece that you work on. But that fluidity, that possibility of you, you showing up and you being worth um, as as much as the text, as much as or more than technique, just the worth of you as an artist being present and ready to to work on this piece. Yeah, and other people, that you are with others, that other yeah. people are there to help you get there and that you're collaborative. I mean, I don't think there's a better place to work on your work than an acting class. And I, I really, I mean, I, I know I'm partial, but like, I really think that there's something amazingly magical about being in a room full of people who are working on their work together. It's beautiful. Especially in the way that you're talking. And yeah, even I so deeply appreciate not only how committed you are to this process, but how um, kind you are in it and how you've created space for people to be able to let go of and dissolve all of those that resistance and to show up open and 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 willing um and that's so important and that we all have that together you know and 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 i really want to say that to actors listening if you feel like i can't do this alone that may be true right now you will be able to do it alone and in the meantime come do it with others who are going to support you in that right and offer you the opportunity to find your way in a way you've never been able to do it before, which is so exciting to light you up in that. You know, that's what we're here for. And that's necessary until, or in adjacent to, or in continuation of collaboration with others in a trusting place. And that's another piece of the of the class too is you know one actor works on their scene and 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 maybe there's some some script work on that but then when you're watching the rest of the class take turns and working on their material and then the script pops up and you you see a different way in a different way of working a different way of looking at it or asking questions and you see it over and over and over with every actor in class i mean it's it's it it is i i mean it's i agree with what it says it's just i mean it's my favorite place to be you know it's just so full of possibility it's it's so full yeah yeah um cool well we could talk for hours but we're not going to um, so uh let's just wrap up with this and say that you know we're in this wonderful script exploration, storytelling, collaborative, imaginative, human, emotionally charged, wonderfully open possibility of process. Um, and that's what we want this to be for all of you out there listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. We know that you're feeling the stress of these challenging and uncertain times. We are too. And it's possible that you have no idea how to nourish yourself as an actor, as an artist in all of this. And we're here to tell you that that's okay. Everyone we know in and around this industry is feeling all that. And we want you to know that we're here to help. Every month we open up our online studio doors and invite you to join us for a virtual workshop where we dismantle and reconfigure your approach to your craft, the industry, auditions, booking, self-tapes, and taking care of your creative soul. 
It's our mission to make you feel empowered and confident, even excited about what's ahead and what you can do right now. So join Steve and me online, meet our amazing teachers, find out what actions you can take in order to thrive, and let us guide you to the success you're looking for. To reserve your spot, check out the summit link in our show notes to sign up. Space is limited, but we want you to be there, so click the link. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful. 